Thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And today, live from Synced Live, it is uh, the first official day here. Um, and we are getting ready, getting warmed up. And I have a special guest with me. I have Malcolm Miller, who is a panelist. How's it going, Malcolm? It's going great. Thanks for having me. Thank you for, for being for being on, and I know we're squeezing this in before the, the panel starts at 9, so we're, we'll try and uh, keep it short and sweet, but I, I want to I learn about you. I know off-camera or off-air, you, you were telling me you have a, a feature in Synced Magazine, uh, and, and you know, <laughs> I can't even explain it. Just, just tell, tell the listeners who you are, what you do, and kind of a little bit about what you were saying uh, in, in the Synced Magazine here. Well, uh, I have a small design firm in South Florida. I'm a landscape architect, and uh, my firm's been around 21 years now. Um, I have a business partner out of Louisville, Kentucky, and we primarily work uh, on private islands and uh, hospitality projects throughout the Bahamas and Caribbean. Um, We also do master planning uh, over in Asia and, and Middle East. Um, we've been doing some work now in Vietnam the last couple of years. Vietnam has been exploding with uh, development and even new golf communities. Um, but the project that was highlighted here in Sync Magazine was a private island we worked on uh, about 10 years ago over in the Bahamas in the uh, Exuma chain. And uh, an owner out of the States purchased the island. It's a 77-acre uh, I call it a rock because that's pretty much what you're working on. <laughs> right. Um, but we were asked to come on board and work with the architects and the engineers in creating a tropical paradise for a private family. Um, they sometimes charter it out. So there's been celebs that come in and, and rent it out. And uh, it can accommodate up to 28 guests. Um, they get flown in by seaplane. We don't have a, a runway. There's a runway up the street at Daniel Key, wow. but uh, it's more fun to land on the water. And we built a plane ramp That's so the awesome. plane can uh, ascend up to the land. Um, that is epic. So that was our <laughs> mode of transportation every week to get to the project site. I called it a, a pickup truck. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, it primarily it primarily uh, transported you know U.S. workers back and forth every week. And there's right. times where we'd have to stuff the plane with food construction material but again working on an island project like this everything has to be shipped in um it can sometimes be a logistical nightmare you know dealing with equipment equipment always breaks down we had five full-time mechanics on that site and at full capacity during construction we had 150 guys uh probably 100 lived on the island we had a man camp and we had two uh staff boats that we would go pick up workers over in Staniel Key and, and Black Point, which uh, probably transported 40 to 50 guys a day. So it, it was about an 18 to 20 month effort to, to build this project. Um, there's four villas on the island. We have a marina, staff housing, cafeteria for the staff. Uh, some of the notable um, things on the island where the owner who was a math professor by trade um, also had a hedge fund company which helped fund the project but he was very involved and interested in renewable energy 
So this was a one-of-a-kind project for the Bahamas, ne never been done before, and um, we introduced putting in wind turbines and solar panels. Wow. And that helped alleviate burning diesel fuel to run for electricity. Yeah. Um, again, on an island, where do you get your water? We, yeah. we, we built cisterns to collect the rainwater. Nice. But to supplement that, we would have to put in water makers or reverse osmosis yeah. machines. Yeah. Those, are, those take up a lot of power. And it takes upwards of 30 to 35 gallons of water, of seawater, to create one gallon of fresh water. Wow. Um, during construction was, was challenging because concrete uses a lot of water. And I was planting dozens of trees a day. Uh, I told the architect and owner we needed 10,000 gallons a day minimum of water. Mm -hmm. Well, we could only make eight. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, and that's not including using water for staff. Yeah. Concrete. So during construction, we did have to uh, install additional water makers and build extra large cisterns to handle those capacities. But, you know, in the end, it, it, it's just one of those once of a lifetime projects that you learn so much on. Um, and again, being on site, I was on site probably 18 months every Monday through Friday. Sometimes I'd stay the weekend. But you have to wear a lot of hats. Yeah, I can imagine. And manage crews, hardscape crews, softscape crews, maintenance. Um, and I brought I brought a couple guys in that I work with throughout the states. Some guys I went to college with. So we 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 had a pretty good management staff and site staff. I've been working in the Bahamas over 20 years, so I had other relationships with locals. So I brought guys in from Exuma, Nassau, Eleuthera. Um, all over, yeah, to help manage the local, you know, staff team and all that. And then even after uh, we open the the doors for the owner, there's always post, you know, construction and maintenance and ongoing. So I basically, literally, had to train guys to maintain what we just spent all this time creating. Yeah, and so um, I'm not as involved as much today, but we were pretty much there probably every other month after even opening the doors and we'd come in and again, teach uh, landscape management practices, um, water con conservation. When you build a project like this, there's always uh, requirements from the government and uh, some engineers out of NASA, they created an environmental impact assessment report. It's called an EIA report. Yeah. So when, when the construction started, I studied that front to back and we tried to follow those guidelines from A to Z to try to make this you know one of a kind type project do you want to save time and energy while increasing profits make your truck do the work with truckmate truckmate attaches to any standard pickup truck hitch with no modifications remove the tailgate and turn your truck into a material dispensing monster with the push of a button you can pull material like mulch stone and topsoil from the truck bed and convey it in either direction directly into a wheelbarrow in seconds now you can have one man take one truck to knock out some of the small jobs in no time the conveyor can also be removed 
move from the tarp roll or allowing you to unload any material right onto the ground. This could be handy for dumping debris or firewood deliveries. TruckMate can pull more weight than even your truck can hold. Plus, you can still attach a plate-mounted hitch to pull a trailer if needed. Think of all the year-round uses for this truck attachment to make your business more productive and save your back in the process. This is perfect for small residential lawn and landscape businesses. Head over to mulchmateusa.com and save $400 on TruckMate with the promo code LCR. And of course, the link will be in the show notes. LCR not only uses the TruckMate, but he gives it his highest endorsement. Welcome to Toro Tuesday. This week, I wanted to focus on probably, arguably, one of my favorite, if not the favorite, multi-force attachment. It is one of their newer attachments at the time of the recording of this. It's called the Mulch Force. So it's the multi-force mulch force, a little bit of a tongue twister there if you say that a bunch of times fast, Uh, but it's, as it says, all about mulch. Um, You know, it's not meant for you to be putting heavy things like rocks and dirt and things like that. It's really specifically meant for mulch, which pairs up nicely with turf care. I mean, you know, you're, you're cutting people's grass. A lot of times they are, they're asking you if they you can freshen up their mulch beds or install fresh new mulch, um, regardless of what time of year you do that in. Uh, instead of using like a buggy, a powered buggy or a powered wheelbarrow, or even I've used in the past dingoes, Toro dingoes with the, you know, get the biggest bucket attachment they have and you just scoop up the mulch and you just drive it to where you got to go, dump it. And it's basically, instead of, so you don't have to push the wheelbarrows, especially if it's long distances and if it's uphill and so on, you're trying to do whatever you can to save that energy. Because as those of you may or may not know, Doing mulch is is in some cases backbreaking, but it's definitely uh, hard work. It's it's exhausting, you know. To, again, depending on how far you have to go back and forth pushing the wheelbarrow with full of mulch, you know, if you have bigger wheelbarrows, it's going to be more mulch you're going to fill it up with, it's even more. But you're going to take less trips because you're being able to transport more mulch um, with bigger ones, one wheel, two wheel, all these pros and cons. But it's you're still pushing wheelbarrows back and forth, and especially if you're going uphill. That's that's brutal. Um, going, you'd rather be going downhill, you know, with, with the full wheelbarrow, and then uphill with an empty one. But either way, you're just exhausting yourself, wearing yourself down. Anyone that's working with you or for you, so anything that you can do to eliminate that or alleviate that is going to increase your productivity. So the mulch force is basically a, a bucket um, that's attached to your multi-force, your Toro multi-force onto the front and uh, your low, your low flow hydraulics hydraulically control that. So not only are you filling that up, you know, with, with the mulch, uh, which you can put, it moves up to 10.7 cubic feet, uh, 250 pounds of mulch, but you can go up to speeds of 10 miles an hour on the mower, right? So not only can you fill that up, and then use the mower to quickly get from place to place to where you need to dump the mulch. But when you get there, you don't even have to get off of the mower and do anything manually. You just use the the uh, the controls for the hydraulics to just uh, lift the bucket up and dump it over, just like you were if it was like a dump truck or a dump bed, and you lift it up and you dump everything out. So now you have that in the front of your mower, so you can just easily do that. You can dump a little bit at a time if you've got smaller sections or smaller mulch beds, you know, they're not that wide or deep or whatever. And you just need to dump a little pile here, a little pile there, or you can just go right up to a big open uh, mulch bed and just dump the entire thing in there, back up, you know, uh, close it back down and go ahead and drive off, drive back to the mulch pile and fill that back up. So, 
to me, this is such a time saver, such an energy saver, which increase your profits because you can get more done with less time, less energy. I mean, you can really, especially if you're a solo operation, just having this alone is going to help you get more mulch jobs done. Yes, you still got to get out there and spread the mulch, but that's, you know, then that's all you got to do is spread the mulch. That's half the battle. You're not exhausted from pushing the mulch back and forth, you know, with wheelbarrows, getting it from point A to point B, and then having to spread it all. You know, you're still going to have to shovel the, the, the mulch into the, the, the mulch force, just like you would into a wheelbarrow, but at least, you know, you know that that's all you're doing with the energy-wise. You're not then also having to push it up and down or wherever you got to go long distances. So, it's been a total game changer and, and back saver uh, for me in my business. I used it last year for mulch season and, and it's it's phenomenal. So I just really like those details that I just uh, mentioned. If you want all the visuals, again, as always, if you want to see what it looks like, see it in action, little video clips, things like that, you can go ahead on the link in the episode description for Toro.com. That'll take you right there to check out everything you need to know about the mulch force. Yeah. How long did this project take? It took over two and a half years wow. um, to build. And like I said, everything has to come in by ship. Yeah. Well, there's times when our ship would get stuck a mile offshore because if you've ever seen pictures of the Exumas, uh, there's an ocean side and then there's a, the west side of the chain. And there's, a, there's certain passageways where you can take large boats and vessels well, when you're, you know, shipping 200 bags of one-ton concrete, it adds a lot of weight to boats. Yeah. So there's times where the boat would get get stuck on, on sand, and they'd have to go out with another boat and offload the boat to lighten the load and bring them in. And wow. so that would halt construction because we're waiting on concrete. Yeah. Um, I'd order tankers full of boulders and gravel from other islands. and Jeez. You know, yeah, I'll be there Thursday. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it wouldn't come for another week. Wow. So you got guys it, scheduled ready to go and you're flying yeah. them in there and you don't yep. have the material and Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you gotta look way far ahead <laughs> and uh it's not like you can just run down to Home Depot and yeah. go down. Yeah, you got you got guys uh <laughs> you, you got, That's one got, of the guys I brought down to work with me. Nice. Yeah, I mean it, it it's 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 a whole other level when you have like guys you know, are, are, are like stressed out about, you know, just getting guys to a normal, quote unquote, normal job site. It's yeah. like a whole another level what you're talking about, getting people to this island and make sure materials are there and this and that. And you, it's, it's a lot of setbacks, you know, it, like 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 uh, any little delays could be more massive than what we would oh, have to deal with. You know, like I said, uh, we would have to fight just for water. Yeah. And when I would need to go fill my water truck up. Um, the guys are like, no, we got to do 10, 10 truckloads of concrete today. Yeah. I'm like, well, where am I going to fit in? And, uh, as everyone knows, I'm the one planting all the live material. I need water every day. So that, that, that posed a lot of challenges. Yeah. How, how did you get to this point We're we're going to have to start wrapping up in a little bit because yeah. you're, you're about to be one of the panelists. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> where, where, how did you get to this point, Malcolm? Like, well, people are uh, er, early, like, yeah, early in my career, I worked for a large uh, landscape architecture and planning firm, EDSA, out of Fort Lauderdale. And EDSA does work uh, all around the world. Um, in fact, while I was there in the late 90s, we opened an office in Shanghai, China. We had an Orlando office, um, and they were just breaking out, I think, another office up uh, actually out in Santa Monica, California. So working in an office like that, 
it was about a 150-man firm at the time. Um, and again, like I said, they're, they're one of the, like the 800-pound gorilla of, of landscape architects. So I spent a lot of time working on projects like Atlantis over in Paradise Island. Nice. Um, we, we vacationed there. That's a beautiful place. It we is. Did some work over there? Holy oh, yeah. Cow. Yeah, I... Uh, I wasn't involved with the initial design phase of it. Right. Um, they built that project and design build in 18 months. Wow. Um, for for the Kersner Corporation. Wow. And um, you can kind of see what, what what they've dovetailed into that today with the work now they're doing across the globe. Yeah. Um, and so through those relationships and other guys that I work with at the firm, some of us have kind of bounced off and opened up our own shop. Obviously not as big and and uh, um, as that office, right? But and you know, I also do a lot of local work around South Florida, but just through relationships and you know, keeping your keeping your name and and just bouncing around the islands. Um, you know, there's only so many people that do what we do, and once you get a couple projects like that under your belt, yeah, kind of makes sense for. Anybody else coming in to at least talk to the right people to know how how you build things like this? Yeah, a hundred percent. Well, Malcolm, I I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, again, I know you know we're going to be getting ready for the panel, so I don't want you to be uh, rushing at the last minute here. I, I appreciate your story, and uh, where where can we connect with you for you know to to just follow along and 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 see where obviously there's Synced Magazine talks about uh, the project you've been talking about and shows pictures, but what. Um, are, there, are there any other way, where places we can go check things out and follow along? Yeah, my, my company is called Landform Design Group, and my website is www.landform-design.com. And uh, you can check us out on there, or you can Google Landform Design Group. Uh, my phone number is 954-461-6191. That's my personal number. Text me or call me. Nice. Um, I get, awesome. I get people calling me from all over the place yeah. wanting to do something. And, um, you know, the, the greatest thing about doing what I do, every project is different. So it's not it's not too monotonous, although projects like Over Yonder Key was monotonous. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's just it's a passion of mine to, to not only be part of a project like this and others, but to watch it flourish and grow throughout, you know, throughout time. Yeah. For sure. So, but thank you, Naylor. Thank you. Thank you, Malcolm. It was great meeting you. And I'm yes. sure we'll be talking a little bit more later on today. And uh, I'll let you uh, get going to your panel. Thank you. Thank Take care. You. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.